Hi, I'm Adam Chatterley, and this is the Beauty Business Podcast. It's a podcast for people who run a beauty or wellness business. Basically, if you provide treatments or services for your clients, then it's for you. Now, whether you're a skincare expert, a lash technician, a massage therapist, esthetician, permanent makeup artist, waxing specialist, whatever your area of expertise, if you'd like to have more prospects, more leads and more clients than you can handle, and if you'd like to be making more money whilst having more fun than you think should be legal, well, you're in the right place. So whether you're starting out or you've been in the industry for years, I'm gonna be giving you the lowdown on the tools, strategies, techniques, and systems that will help you. Plus, I'll be offering some inspiration and philosophization to ensure you start having more fun, and more importantly, you're making more money in your beauty business as quickly as possible. We're proud to now have over 1 million downloads worldwide and hundreds of five-star ratings and reviews. This is the podcast specifically for independent beauty business owners. So if you want to check out all the episodes, the guides, the downloads, the links, and the giveaways, or you want to say hello and maybe ask a question, just head to beautybusinesspodcast.com. Let me ask you a question. Where do your best clients come from? Now, when I ask this question to uh, the vast majority of new clients, potential clients, clients that I speak to, the most common answer I get is usually word of mouth and Google. I usually weirdly get those two together. Very rarely do people say that their best clients come from social media, which always makes me kind of curious and want to ask the question, why do we spend so much time and put so much effort and put so much um, emphasis on all the time that we spend trying to get clients and connect with clients and everything on social media. I think it's because it seems like you feel like you have to wait for your clients to tell their friends. And then you have to wait for their friends to actually book an appointment and come in and see you. Plus, as we've learned before on this very podcast, it takes around four times uh, for someone to see something or be told about something to actually take some action. So that means your client has to tell their friend four times about you before they're likely to take any action. Now, I don't know about you, but I think this takes too long. So today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you a process that we created probably about 10 years ago now. And we think it's the best referral system in the world if you are a service-based beauty business. So listen up. So first of all, when we talk about referrals, we're talking about word of mouth. Let's just kind of put this into context. We're talking about your clients, your existing clients who love you, love what you do and come to you regularly and all those kind of things. Basically telling one of their friends, contacts, colleagues in some way about you and effectively recommending your services. Now, in today's world, that might mean, you know, they tell someone at work, verbally, face-to-face. It could mean that they're in a group online and someone asks a question and they actively respond and refer you. It could mean that they email their friend uh, and refer them. Loads of different ways they could do it. But essentially, it's one of your clients who loves what you do telling someone else about you so that someone else can come and book an appointment with you and potentially become a fantastic repeat loyal client. So I think we can all agree that referrals are great. Uh, for a number of reasons. One, if they're a 
genuine contact or friend of an existing client who you would describe as a good client, then they're likely to be of a similar personality, disposition, and essentially they're more likely to become one of your ideal clients in the future than, let's say, someone you brought in through an offer or an ad. That's not to say they won't be. I'm just saying the likelihood is if they are someone that one of your existing clients knows, they're more likely to be someone who's going to become a good client in the future. The other great thing about referrals is they're kind of free. You don't have to put much effort into them or pay for them or anything like that directly. Um, So that's great. We'd all love more free clients, wouldn't we? But the fact that they're free also means that they're slow. And the other good thing as well is they kind of take no extra work. You know, the stuff that you're doing for your clients already to make them love you and make them want to work with you and make them keep coming back is the stuff you're doing anyway. So there's no kind of additional work required on your part when your clients refer you. Problem is, it takes too long. We've got to wait for them to happen. And they're unpredictable. They're inconsistent. They don't happen often enough. Everyone's busy. So they forget to mention you as often as they possibly could. Instead, what we want is constant referrals, or at least consistent referrals. A number of referrals each week, ideally, or each month at the outside. What we'd love is if we take on one new client and that new client becomes whatever you described as a good or a great client or an ideal client, what we'd love is if we took one client on, that client turned into three more clients automatically. Wouldn't that be cool? We'd love it if referrals became our single client source. Because if what everyone tells me is true, and I believe it is, that the best clients come from word of mouth, then it stands to reason if word of mouth and referrals was our only source of clients, new clients, then every new client we got would be a great client. So you wouldn't have to get as many of them because you wouldn't have the churn that you'd normally have with the people who come in once and never come back again. And the ultimate kind of, you know, top of the pyramid kind of part of all this is if you become an invitation-only business. And what I mean by that is where the only way someone can become a client of yours is if they are recommended or referred by someone else. That's the point where you can charge what you want, only work with absolutely the clients that you want to work with because you get to audition them and effectively they're coming to you clambering to want to be your client. You get to say yes or no. So that's kind of where we want to be. But there are some mistakes that I see made around referral systems, schemes, because some people do have referral schemes in place, which is kind of initial tick. But there are some massive mistakes that I see made, which is very much what led me to create the system that I'm going to show with you today. So the the biggest mistake, probably the most obvious, is not having some kind of referral scheme in place in the first place. Don't worry, we'll go on to define exactly what I mean by a referral scheme. In fact, we're not going to waste time defining what a general referral scheme is. I'm just going to respect your time and tell you the best referral scheme in the world. Okay. Number two, the number two mistake that I see is when people use these kind of referral schemes, like, you know, they have business cards all over the the, the salon or on reception, or, you know, you have a pile of them by the door, or you just kind of give them out randomly. Things like, you know, 20% off your first treatment cards, um, you know, your, your, 
second visit free, something like that. The problem with these is, I mean, first of all, discounts. I've gone on about this ad nauseum, but a discount lowers your value. If the way that you're bringing in new, hopefully good clients from your existing clients is to give them money off a treatment that you want them to value, you're immediately damaging your own value to yourself. So not saying never do discounts, but I'm just saying make that the absolute last thing that you go to. Um, the next thing is they're not scarce. You know, if you've got them lying down on your reception desk or scattered around the salon or various different places, it becomes very obvious very quickly that anyone can get these. They're not special. So the mistake you're making there is you want your referral scheme to be something special. And if they could just lying around everywhere and people can just literally pop in and pick a few up, they're no longer special. They have no value, even if someone were to use them and they had some genuine value, even if it was a discount, but you've made them valueless because they're just available to anyone. Um, and the fact is here, if you do do a discount, I know I'm discount bashing here, but if you do do a discount, it works in reverse because let's face it, if you want your existing clients to refer you to their friends by offering a discount to their friends who've never been and shown no loyalty to you, how do you think that's making your existing client feel when they're paying full price? Just think about that. So another mistake people make is, is not selling the offer. Now, this comes in general to any kind of a promotional scheme offer or anything you're putting out there. But again, if you're just kind of, if the referral offer that you have is just available to basically anyone, again, it's got no value. So there's a genuine benefit in selling the offer. And I know that sounds crazy, but basically making the offer sound like it's so special, something that only certain people can get, that it instantly enhances its value rather than reducing its value. And then the fourth mistake I make with people with even if they do have a referral scheme, is not having any sort of system around that referral scheme. Because what happens then is it still becomes unpredictable. It still becomes inconsistent. So uh, again, you're kind of still reliant on waiting for people to refer their clients. Might speed it up a little bit, but not enough. So we're going to fix all of that right now. So the big idea, the big metaphor I want you to get here is people want to feel special, okay? Would you rather feel like just the same way that everyone else gets treated or would you rather feel special? I think it's pretty obvious we'd rather feel special. So let's bake that into our process here. People are busy. You know, this relies on two people here. This relies on your client referring you to someone else and then there's someone else taking action. So there's someone else and your client want to feel special, but people are busy. So your client's got to remember to refer you to someone else. And then that someone else has got to remember to come and book in with you. And then the other thing is, well, I've already mentioned, discounts dilute your value. So whilst I'm going to be talking about an offer here, we're going to be baking that into this process as well, because let's face it, we need, we need to give something away to the new client to increase the chances that they actually book in. So there's definitely going to be some sort of offer involved here to make them take action. But I want you to think of absolutely every other possible way that you can offer an offer to your potential new client before you go near discounts. Deal? Cool. 
So the process we're talking about here is my personalized referral scheme. Now, years, literally years ago, I mentioned this on the podcast as part of um, an episode where we talked about 10 ways to get new clients that doesn't involve discounts, which is an article that I've become kind of slightly well known for all over the internet. But I realized recently when I was going through this with a one-to-one client that I've never actually done an episode on the personalized referral scheme, which is kind of crazy because it's become one of my signature moves, if you like, when working with one-to-one clients. I think I don't think there's any one-to-one clients that I've had that we've not uh, put this system in place with because it works so darn well. So I'm going to take you through the whole process here. So if you haven't got a pen and paper on you, uh, grab one now if you can. Otherwise, you're going to want to listen to this now and come back and take some notes later on because this, I promise you, is gold. So the personalized referral scheme, I I think I created this originally like 10 years ago. Um, And it was very much to make sure that these word of mouth clients, these referral clients, we were maximizing every opportunity to get them. I've put this in place with clinics. I've put this in place with salons. I've put this in place with with high-end spas. It works across the board, across all different types of businesses and everywhere in the world. So I can assure you that. The great thing is, because I've been doing this for so long, we have refined this process over time. We've tried new things. If they worked, we kept them in. If they didn't work, we took them out. Potentially, we tried something else, which means that this is battle-tested to perfection. And I've done this with hundreds of businesses. And we've taken data every single time so we know exactly which bits work and exactly which bits don't work. Um, And the fact is it fixes all of the problems, all the frustrations that we just talked above. In fact, it averages seven times better results than the next best process. And what I mean by that is let's say, for example, you get on average one referral per month. This will get you seven. So if you get two referrals per month, this will get you 14 on average. So massive, massive game changer for your business in terms of the referrals that you get. Okay, so let me take you through the whole process now. Now, a quick word of warning before we get into the process itself. Um, There are precisely seven, I believe, seven steps to this process that I've noted down here. Um, Now, every single one on its own will improve any referral scheme that you've got in place now. But if you want those maximum benefits, if you want maximum effect from this, then use every single one of these steps and use them in order as well. Because if you get them out of order, everything diminishes its effect. We've tried these every single way around, every single option, every single permutation of this process, and we believe we've got it tuned to perfection. So I highly urge you, use some of them for sure, but use all of them for maximum benefit. Okay, so number one, uh, it seems like a strange one to start with, but we call this trigger point, okay? This is the trigger point when you ask for referrals. And yes, we're going to get you to ask your clients for referrals, but not every client, not all your clients, and not all the time. So what we want to do is we want to define for you in your business, and this does vary very slightly on the type of business, but I'll give you kind of the the, the averages. Um, But it's the point that you actually ask your clients for a referral. We'll get onto how to ask them in a second. But our favorite way here is if you get a new client, the third visit they come in for, slightly depending on what you do, um, but in general, the third visit they come back for, that's when we define them as 
a quote unquote repeat client or loyal client or whatever you call it in your business. But by the third visit, we know that they've been, they've been back again, they've been back again. So we're presuming that they are a happy client and they'd be happy to refer us to someone else who's looking for the same treatments or the same solution that you provide and maybe have provided to them. Now, the other thing it does by triggering this on the third visit is it turns this immediately into a systematized process or a system because no longer are you just kind of going, oh, I haven't given out uh, some referral clients in a while. I'll tell you what, everyone I see today, I'll give a referral client out to, which doesn't work. This process means that you're increasing your chances by giving it to people who have been in three times. Um, and it means that you can easily keep track of who you are asking. Now, beyond that, what we like to do is then ask them every third visit they come in. Some businesses kind of bring that further forward. And once they've asked the first time, they ask maybe every other visit. Um, if they've got any uh, referral clients, we'll show you exactly how to do this in a second. Um, completely up to you. But we like third visit, sixth visit, ninth visit, 12th visit, so on and so forth. So first of all, trigger point, turn it into a system. Number two, how to ask. Now, this involves one of my favorite words and one of my favorite tactics, which is specificity. Now, you do not just have some cards because, yes, this does involve cards. However, you don't just have some referral cards and go, hey, do you know anyone who might be interested? And they go, yeah. And you go, oh, here's 10 cards. Give them out to whoever you can. Once again, you've just lowered the entire value of this process. And I guarantee you, you're not going to get anyone back from doing that. Maybe you'll accidentally get one, but it's not going to work for you. So here's what you do. You specifically ask your client on their third visit or whenever you decide, do they know anyone who would benefit from your services, who would love to come for a visit, who would enjoy what they do, whatever your phraseology is. But essentially you're asking, do you know of anyone? Now, when you're asking, do you know of anyone, they're likely to say something along the lines of, what you then need to do is get specific, get them to think of the actual person and tell you their name. So what we're looking for here is we're looking for your client to essentially go, hey, do you know what? I was talking to Jane the other day. Jane would love to come in for whatever treatment it is that you perform. Jane would love to come in for a facial. Jane would love to uh, improve her skin. Jane would. Um, Jane was mentioning that she was looking for somewhere to come for laser hair removal whatever it is. Okay. So we need to get them to think of Jane. Now, this is just a couple of things. First of all, it really locks into their mind, the person that they're thinking about. And as we go through this process, that's going to get reinforced as we go through so that it doesn't become an, if they remember to hand the card out problem, it becomes a, the next time they see Jane, this will be so reinforced in their brain that they will immediately whip out that card and give it to Jane. Okay. So that's step number two, specificity. You've got to get them to think of a, uh, a person that they would love to recommend you to and tell you their name. Now then step three is theater. Now, again, we've got to increase the perceived value of this offer. So if it's too easy for you to go and find the cards that you're going to give out to them, it seems like it's not got the value that you want it to have. So what we do is you keep these cards somewhere else, <laughs> whether that be if you have like an, uh, a locked office or something in your salon or a locked drawer in your 
reception desk or basically somewhere else. This is very much theatre. You need to, in the eyes of your client, have to go somewhere and get one of these cards. Like it's an effort that you have to do. Like they're kept almost in, under lock and key in the safe. Like you would kind of store money in the till or that'd be a good place. Keep it in the till. Um, or, you know, the the jewels of the business. <laughs> That's what we need to be doing here. So, because this makes it seem more special. So you go somewhere else and you come back with a card. This makes it special, scarce, rare. What that does is it increases the perceived value of this offer in the mind of your client, which will be then communicated to your potential new client when they see them. So I know that step seems a bit silly, but trust me, we've removed it and it doesn't make the process work as well. So we put it back in again, immediately has the effect that we want. So step three is theatre. Hey, Adam here, and I just wanted to take a moment to thank a huge supporter of the podcast and the sponsor of today's episode, Shopify. Now, it's no secret at all that Shopify have redefined online retail, helping millions of people sell billions of things everywhere around the world. But did you know that they can do the same thing inside your business? Now, if you want to give your point of sale solution a serious upgrade, then you can do it with Shopify. Shopify's new POS solution is the command center that you need for your retail product sales, both online and when a client actually comes to visit you. From everything from accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has got everything you need to sell in person and online. Now, if you've listened to my podcast for any period of time at all, you'll know that I'm all about the numbers. And with Shopify, you get this absolute powerhouse of a selling solution that brings together all of the sales that you make in person and online into one source of info. Now, all of this means that you can effortlessly track each sale across your entire business all from one place, including knowing who's buying what, who needs to replace product, and exactly what you've got in stock at any given time. And if you're struggling to get eyeballs on your digital stuff as well, Shopify will even help you drive traffic to your website and to your products with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from everything from TikTok to Instagram and beyond so that you can finally leverage all of that effort you put into your social media. Now you can take payments on your smartphone or your tablet, or you can look really cool and use Shopify's fancy new POS Go mobile device for a battle tested solution, which takes every single payment method that there is out there. And of course, because it's Shopify, there's no hidden nasties. There's nothing but low fees and transparent pricing right from day one. Now, I'm hugely grateful to Shopify for partnering with me and supporting the podcast. And we both want to make this process as easy as possible for you. So the team I work with at Shopify have agreed to let you check out everything they do for two whole months for just $1 per month. That is one amazing deal right there. And to sign up for this offer, all you need to do is head to shopify.com forward slash beauty business, all of that in lowercase. It really couldn't be easier. You can even do it right now. Open up a browser, type in shopify.com forward slash beauty business to take the retail side of your beauty business to the next level today. Now, obviously, don't do that if you're operating heavy machinery or, I don't know, performing open heart surgery. But on the off chance that you're not doing either of those things, then one more time, just in case you were fumbling to unlock your phone whilst I said it, www.shopify.com 
forward slash beauty business. Now, I've also put the link in the show notes pages and the episode description for this episode. So go and have a look in there on the podcast app that you're listening on right now and click on the Shopify link to take the offer up right now before it goes away. Now then, step four out of our seven-step process here is personalized. Now, this is probably the biggest key to this whole thing. And this is where the card itself becomes a gift. Okay, I'll talk more about that in a second. But what we need to do is we need to personalize this offer so that mythical client Jane now sees this as a very special offer just for her and your client sees it as a very special offer just for their friend that can't be had anywhere else and can't be used by anyone else. And it's as simple as on the card that you give them for your referral offer, you leave a space or even create a specific space to write in the name of the person that your client is thinking of, in this case, Jane. So all you need to do is you write Jane's name on there. If they'll give you Jane's full name, you write Jane's full name on there. Now, the reason we do this is, again, to increase its perceived value. But obviously, due to kind of data protection laws and everything now, your client can't just give you Jane's email address, okay? No can do, can't do that anymore. So this is our way of dealing with that. And actually, it actually delivers better value because of the way this is now perceived and all of these steps that go into it. Now, if you want a bonus kind of piece of advice here, we've never proven that this this works better or worse, but it might suit your business better. So as much as you can personalize it with the uh, potential new client's name, what you can also do is you can leave a second space to write in the offer that you're going to um, offer to their friend to bring them in as a, as a new client. Now, I've had clients do this in a number of different ways. I've had clients have a selection of offers that they could make uh, to the potential new client, depending on the type of service that their client has suggested that Jane may like. Now, this is getting complicated. So, let's say you're a beauty business that does a number of different types of treatments. Okay. So you ask your client, um, do you know of anyone that would be interested in uh, any of the services that we do? And they say, yeah, Jane, Jane was mentioning that she'd love to come in for laser hair removal. Okay. So that way you could then personalize the card with Jane's name, but the offer that you put on the card can be more linked to laser hair removal than let's say, um, I don't know, waxing or a facial or something like that. So you can specify a different treatment. Other clients I've had have just offered the same offer no matter what, but by writing it on the card, it looks like they're coming up with a super special offer just for this particular client. So I kind of like that move. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, but we never kind of proved whether or not that actually had a noticeable overall effect on how well this worked. So a couple of ideas you could do, or you could just have literally printed on the card the same offer that goes out to everyone. But uh, so some options for you there. Number five, call it a gift. Now, this was probably the most recent change that we made to this process, I don't know, a couple of years ago um, that we noticed significant results from. Rather than calling it a referral card or naming it your referral card, call it a gift. Um, So to you and me, this is the referral card scheme, but to your client and their friend, this is a gift. Because again, this is raising the perceived value. No longer it, no longer is it, you know, here's a, oh, I've got an offer from my uh, salon that they gave me. Here you go. It is, oh, I've got a free gift for you, Jane. 
Jane's ears perk up. Oh, I like free gifts. So you calling it a gift will mean that's how your client refers to it. And that's how Jane will see it. So call it a gift. Again, raises that perceived value to both your client and your friend. Step number six, this offer, whatever the offer is that you put onto your referral card, must be your absolute best offer that you have out there in the world. What we're playing on here is the highest perceived value we can. So if this offer is just the same as that you offer you know, somewhere else, maybe on a, a Facebook ad or to other clients or in a poster in your window, it's not going to have the same effect because it's no longer special. Does that make sense? So it needs to be better than anything else that you've got out there. But the good news is you can afford to be more generous with this because we know that friends of your existing clients are more likely to be loyal, repeat, ideal clients. So no longer are we kind of putting an offer out there in the hope that someone comes in for just one treatment and then they may never come again. What we're kind of banking on here is that this new client, when they come in, will love what you do, will come back again and again and again and again. So the lifetime value of this client is much higher, which means we can afford to be a bit more generous with the offer that you're putting out there, offering them to come in. Okay. So then next, and then obviously, like we've already said before, I want you to try not to use a discount. I want you to think of any other added value offer or personalized offer or whatever you can do that has a value in and of itself that you can offer instead of a discount. That's what I want you to go to first. Now, you might have to test a couple of different offers to see what works best. But I want you to make a commitment to me now that you're not just going to go straight to a discount. You're going to try at least one or two or three other things first, adding value before you go near a discount. Is that cool? Cool. So that's step number six. Step number seven is what we call mind anchoring. Now, this is a bit of NLP. If you've never heard of NLP, it stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, which essentially means the words we use have power. And this mind anchoring technique is all the way through this process as you're kind of personalizing the card and all of those kind of things. Keep using the name of the person that your client has given to you. So in our case here, it's fictitious Jane. The reason you're doing this is you're trying to make sure that the next time your client sees Jane, they're immediately triggered to remember that they've got this free gift for them because it increases the chance of your client remembering to give them the card. And naturally, that increases the chance of the person they give it to coming in as a new client. Make sense? So very simple. Don't overuse it. Don't go wild. Don't be like sitting there going, Jane, 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 Jane. Just simply go, oh, I'm going to give you this card for Jane. Let me just write Jane's name on this card. Now, what I want you to do is next time you see Jane, give her this free, uh, give her this gift. Do we say free gift? I don't think we say free gift. We try to avoid the word free. We give her this gift. Um, and what I'd love to do is when Jane comes in, I'll make sure I take extra good care of her. We'll give her this special offer that we can't get any from anywhere else. Um, is that okay? And obviously let's let Jane know that if she has any questions, just to email me or whatever. So we've said Jane's name a few times there. Now, immediately, you're never going to forget Jane after listening to this episode, and neither is your client. And that's what we're doing there. So mind anchoring using the name. Uh, next step is handle with care. Now, this is a very small thing, 
But the more we seem to value this card, the more your client will value this card. And therefore, the more your client's friend will handle this card. Now, this, interestingly, is a technique that I uh, saw, first of all, um, when I was working over in Asia many, many years ago. And I now can't remember whether it actually happened to me or it was it was a story that someone was telling me. But in certainly in the Japanese culture and maybe in other um, Asian cultures as well, in a Japanese culture, when a, a businessman or anyone hands you their business card, they will hold it in two hands, um, sort of with their fingers and thumbs in the top corners, as if they were handing you sort of some kind of fine china. And by doing that, they're sort of respecting their business card there. They're showing you that by giving this to you, they see it as being a value. It's a a gesture of uh, goodwill. It's a gesture of respect them giving you this card. And that's something I want to bake into this process as well. It's again, it's a little bit of theater, but the more you value this card as if it's kind of made of glass or something like that, as you hand it over to your client, I guarantee you'll notice this. They'll take it from you as if it's made of glass as well. And they'll kind of, wherever they put it, they'll be very careful about it. So again, we're just kind of increasing its value as we go through. And some of these things are very much psychological. Some of them are a bit theater, but all of them together work. Now, if you want a bonus step, a ninja move, what I want you to do is keep a list of these cards that you give out. Nothing fancy, okay? It can just be in a little notebook that you keep in the reception desk or on your phone or whatever. And all I want you to do is record three things. I want you to record the date that you gave the card to your client, the name of your client, and the name of the friend that they talked about for them to give it to as the gift. Then what we need to do is have some sort of process in place where every week or every couple of weeks, you look through your list and you look to see if Jane has booked in a treatment. And if not, I want you to follow up with your client. This does a number of things. First of all, it gives you a reason to contact your clients, which is always nice because the amount of times you contact your client and they suddenly go, oh, do you know what I've been meaning to book in for my next treatment? What a great way of actually getting clients back again. So number one, it gives you a reason to contact your clients. Basically, all you're doing is saying, oh, I just wanted to check, did you manage to give Jane that card? Now, that does two things. It shows that you remember, it's so important to you that you remember Jane, you remember giving her the card, and you wanted to check to see whether everything was okay with Jane and Jane had got it and all that kind of thing. Now, if your client has given it to Jane, which we hope they have, this simple phone call will trigger them to give Jane a prod (laughs) to actually book in, in case Jane's forgotten. If your client hasn't given the card to Jane, they'll be so apologetic that they'll almost go out of their way to go find Jane within the next few days to give them the card. Guarantee it, okay? Because the, the I don't believe it's a law, but reciprocity is real, okay? We've done them a favor. They want to make sure that they feel like they've done the, the favor back for us. So it, it activates reciprocity. And of course, number four, it boosts the chances of your friend Friends, client's friend visiting because we're reminding them, we're giving them a prod at both ends. Uh, and if they've not given it out yet, they're going to go and give it out. So follow-up is an amazing move. And also if they have given the card out and Jane has come in for their treatment, it's again, another great reason for you to contact the client and thank them. Okay. Again, they may turn around and go, oh yeah, no problem at all. It was fine. And I need to make my next appointment. Um, but for 
no other reason than to thank them because when we ask them again in three visits time, if they know anyone, it's just going to mean that they're even more likely to do everything we want them to do and hand that card out to more people and get you more clients. Okay. Now, a couple of quick notes on this. There's several steps there and every single one of them is going to strengthen this process and make it work as well as I promise it will do. However, the the kind of non-negotiables here is that your client must come up with a name. It does not work anywhere near as well if they vaguely just go, oh yeah, I probably know some people, give me some cards, I'll hand them out. Do not give them any cards, okay? They have to come up with a name of a person so that you can anchor that name in their brain so that you can use all the steps that we just talked about to get them in. The next thing is, if on the off chance they come up with a bunch of names, let's say they go, oh yeah, there's, there's I've got loads of friends that will be interested. There's, there's Claire and there's uh, Jane and there's uh, Emma and there's Sophie and there's Dave and there's Phil, all of these names. Don't be tempted to just give them a card for every one of their friends, okay? Because, again, lowers the value of your card. Now, I think at any one time, the absolute maximum you should give out is three cards. Sometimes I've said two, but I think the absolute maximum is three. So if they do happen to give you like five names, you can then further increase the value of these cards by going, well, I've got a couple of gifts I want to give you, but we really, really limit these. So I can only give you two or I can only give you three. Which of your friends do you think would most enjoy coming to see us for a treatment or would most benefit from a treatment? And this is kind of that next level ninja move because suddenly they're having to make that decision based on their friends, which is further going to enhance the chances that they go and give it to their friends because they now know how special it is because you wouldn't just give them a card for everyone. See what we're doing here? Okay. Now, the results on this are amazing. Like I've said, um, it increases referrals by a factor of seven. But based on your client count, uh, the numbers that we've seen here, on average, is that for every one good client that you have that you go through this process with over a period of time, generates 2.7 new clients. Now, you can't have 0.7 of a new client. That's why it's an average. Uh, but somewhere between two and three clients. So what this means is for every new client that you get, every good new client you get, you can potentially turn those into almost three additional clients. And this compounds because the chances of those three new clients being a good client as well is increased because they've been referred by a good client. So what that can mean is one good client can then turn into three good clients, can then turn into nine great clients, can then turn into... Ah, uh, the math has left me at this point. But it moves you further towards the point of your only client source being client referrals, which means you work with more ideal clients, which means you can potentially become an invite-only business, which means you can raise your prices, which means you can earn more money for doing the same amount of work, which is exactly where I want to get you. So that's how important this process can be. So we need to remember, referrals, word of mouth, produce the best clients. I want you to have this process in place, but make sure you do everything you can to keep that perceived and real value of this offer, of this process as high as you can using all the steps that I've gone through. So use all of those tactics if you want to get the best results. But the one extra key here is that you need to systematize this. You can't just do it when you remember. You need 
to make this a consistent, reliable thing. So decide on what number of visits you're going to have this conversation with your clients. Make sure you stick to it. So the actions I want you to do, obviously I want you to put this in place. Um, but what we found when we've gone through this with clients in, in courses and in trainings and things like that before was the biggest stumbling block to actually putting this in place because they loved the concept and all that. But the biggest stumbling block was what to make the cards look like themselves and what to put on those cards. So the words to actually use. Now, what we did was we created a bunch of designs, various different designs, various different layouts, various different options for various different businesses. So we created a bunch of options uh, as both inspiration and kind of ones that people could just use or change or tweak or kind of take the best bits of several of them and make their own. We created 15 designs of these cards uh, to kind of provide as inspiration. Now, I am willing to give you, give you those designs uh, that we've never given away anywhere else before outside of my programs. I'm going to give you those if you send me an email to adam at beautybusinesspodcast.com or message me if we're connected somehow on social media. And all I want you to do is include the words referral scheme samples. So referral scheme samples, that will tell me why on earth you're emailing me out of the blue or sending me a message. I will send you a link to the designs that we created so you can actually see what I'm talking about and you can create your own cards so that doesn't become a stumbling block for you. Okay, so that's it for today. I just want to, first of all, I want to ask you a question. What do you need help with most? Let me know in the usual ways. Email me again, adam at beautybusinesspodcast.com or send me a message. I would love to be creating episodes that are helping you. So, What's going on in your world? What are you struggling with? What's not working? What do you need help with? Uh, what's your problems? All those kind of things. Send me a message and then I'll make sure we cover them in the episode. Now, second thing I want to say is if this episode has been helpful to you in any way at all, and I would challenge you to say that this one hasn't, then what I'd love you to do is I'd love you to take 30 seconds and go and leave me a rating on whatever podcast application you're listening to this on. And failing that, go and track me down on Google or on Facebook, leave me a rating there. That would be amazing. And if you have an extra minute and a half, it would be really, really useful if you'd leave me a review as well, just in the box, just type in whatever your thoughts are about the episode. Uh, again, it's been a while since I've asked for reviews and I'd just love to make sure that the content we're putting out there is still of value to you and we're serving your best needs. So that's all from me. Have an amazing week. I will speak to you again soon. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Beauty Business Podcast. My name is Adam Chatterley. And if you've enjoyed this show today, then you must make sure you don't miss another episode. Just click subscribe in whatever podcast application you are listening to this on to be notified when a new episode is released. And if you'd like even more help starting, growing or scaling up your beauty business, then just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash help. And there are a number of resources right there to entertain, enlighten and assist you in your business journey, no matter what stage you're at. 